Congratulations to Paul Swan, host of The Drive, for capturing the prestigious 2024 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Excellence in Broadcasting Award for Best Talk Show. Tune in to Paul during your drive home weekdays at 5.06 p.m. on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Welcome into our Friday edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We've got a fun show for you. We all start off with our text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Marshall taking on Southern Miss tomorrow, Cam Henderson Center. And we've got John Cox joining us. We haven't talked to John in a while. John is the director of broadcasting for Southern Miss, and so he'll have the call for the basketball team tomorrow for the Southern Miss side of this. And, of course, Steve Cotton will have the call right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We go on the air at 3 o'clock. Just as a note, just in case you you haven't been to a Saturday game in a few weeks, airtime is 3 o'clock now, tip-off set for 4 o'clock as the time change happened a couple of weeks ago for all the remaining Saturday games. So just wanted to make sure that we're all on the same page on that one. I'm pretty sure. By now, everybody knows, right? Everybody knows when those games are on Saturday. Should be a good crowd. I'm expecting a good crowd for this one, especially on a Saturday. We had about 4,000 on on the other, yeah, the other night. I'm trying to find the number right now. It was over 4,000. Just trust me on that. Good crowd, though. Good crowd for the men. I wasn't sure how the crowd would would be, especially on a Wednesday night, and then you have a situation where Marshall had lost three straight, so I wasn't sure where we would be. But it was solid, and I think that's going to pick up on Saturday. Of course, Marshall had a really interesting promotion for that Wednesday game. They had $8 tickets for the upper chairbacks, which was pretty good. I don't think they're going to have anything for Saturday, but – it's not a bad strategy to do those, especially in those midweek games. So John's going to join us here in the next few minutes. We'll talk about Marshall and Southern Miss. We'll get your text in again, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. This one interests me. Southern Miss coming into this one, they're 12-8. and eight. They're 6-2 and two in league play. Marshall would like to be 6-3 and three in league play, and to do that, you've got to beat Southern Miss. Marshall almost at 500 again, 10 and 11. Southern Miss is on a little win streak. Now, Southern Miss beat James Madison earlier this month. It's a 10-point victory. And then how they follow that up, they go on the road and they, they win at ULM, and then they lose at Troy. Troy's pretty good. So that's an okay loss. I'll I'll take that. It was a blowout, but still, I'll take that. Troy's pretty good. And then they get home, they win the next two, and then they go to Coastal Carolina and win that one. Now they've got Marshall. They're in the middle of a four-game road trip. Here's how their schedule stacks up. After the Marshall game, they got to go next week to Arkansas State, and then they got to go to Texas State. But after that, they get to play host to Old Dominion. Then they're going to be home for the MAC Sunbelt Conference Challenge. Then they play host to ULM. 
then Texas State, then South Alabama, then Louisiana, and then their final two games are on the road at South Alabama and then at Louisiana. So they, in effect, have a six-game homestand. That's pretty good. And, of course, five of those are conference games. So if they get hot, if they continue winning on the road and maybe get hot, they could be in the upper echelon of the league when it's all said and done. And right now they're pretty close. They're 6-2. and two, So they've got a good shot of finishing near the top. I like this team. But Marshall might have a shot at this one tomorrow. You, you look at how this team gets its wins, and it's very close. Every game, exception of a couple of blowouts here, it feels like it's going down to the wire. Now, Coastal Carolina, they won that one 79-63, but against Troy, they got the win back after losing to Troy. They won that one 64-63, and and as I mentioned, they go on the road and they lose to Troy 82-56, so they bounce back there. They win by three against Arkansas State. Their games have been pretty close, so it's almost pushed. They what they what they give up is what they score. Almost, at least by average. What do these numbers mean? And that's why we're gonna have John come on in the next few minutes. I'd rather talk to John and let him just break this down for me and tell me what we really need to know about the team. I want to know a little bit more about a couple of their players, including uh, really. Their leading scorer, or at least one of their leading scorers, is Victor Iwako. He is a six foot eight senior out of Nigeria. And he's on the court almost 25 minutes, averages seven and a half a game, but I've liked this game, what I saw. I think he's maybe a standout player. We'll see a lot more tomorrow. So I'm curious about him. I want to know a little bit more about what this team looks like as far as a collective unit. Their leading scorer, if you look at how it gets done, Austin Crowley, he'll be on the floor tomorrow. The good squad. So that's why we're going to talk to John in the next few minutes, get his thoughts on it. Also, we're going to talk to you. And this show is better with you, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Women, they're still hot. They are getting into rarefied air. Absolutely getting to rarefied air here as far as a Marshall women's basketball team is concerned. I don't know how much further they can push this out before somebody gets lucky or gets the better of them. But they're looking to start 9-0 and for the first time ever. And I look back at some of those Marshall teams, especially with Judy Southern. Her team was 8-0 and to start the 1988-89 Southern Conference season. And there were some good teams that the women had over the years. I can't believe that Judy's teams never hit 9-0 and to start league play. So that's something that the first-year coach 
the first year in Division I coach, the first year coach for the Marshall Thundering Herd, Kim Caldwell, has a shot of doing. And they take on Georgia Southern. It's a winnable game. Marshall is taking on a team that will challenge them rebounding. They're the top offensive rebounding team in the nation. But they're 3-5 and five in league play, so they've suffered some setbacks. They're 13-7 and seven overall. This is an opportunity for Marshall to get to a point that it's never seen before in women's basketball. The first 9-0 start in league play. And they're not going to be home this weekend, but I know you'll be there next weekend. It's going to be an exciting doubleheader of basketball for the Thundering Herd. So I'm pretty sure... There'll be a good crowd for the men and women on Saturday when that doubleheader happens. So are you going? I think I know the answer. Obviously, it would be yes. You should if you're not. It's going to be a fun day of basketball at the Cam Henderson Center. But we're going to focus our attention to what's right in front of us now, and that's Southern Miss. And when we continue, John Cox is going to join us. And again, he's director of broadcasting for Southern Miss, a longtime play-by-play voice for Southern Miss The Golden Eagles have a good one, and John, he's going to join us when we continue on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to our Friday edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Coming up tomorrow, 4 o'clock tip, 3 o'clock airtime right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. It's Marshall and Southern Miss. This is one of my favorite matchups every year because it's a great rivalry. and It's among friends. Well, okay, the people who call the game are friends. I don't know if the basketball team, the coaches are friends, but joining us now on the program, longtime voice of Southern Miss, John Cox. And this is my, one of my favorite rivalries. I love this one. I don't care what Southern Miss's record is. I always look forward to this one. Well, I'm with you on that. I, I love I love everything about uh, Marshall and Huntington, West Virginia, and, and particularly basketball. I've gotten to know Coach D'Antoni pretty well over the years. He's always very generous with his time to talk with me before the ball game. And Steve Cotton and I have known each other for, for a long, long time. I've gotten to know you. So a lot of great folks here, great to, place to visit. The only problem is it's tough to win here, tough place to play basketball. And I know Marshall's going to be uh, – a tough task for the Golden Eagles. Eagles have been playing a little bit better lately, but uh, I know that the crowd will be in here and it'll be tough, but I'm looking forward to it. This is basketball country, so it's a lot of fun to get here and play. I'm still scratching my head over Georgia Southern a few weeks ago. I, I don't get that. I scratch my head, I look at that, and then Southern Miss takes it out on Georgia State and then for, for good measure takes it out on James Madison. Just the team just get off to a slow start because it, you look at – how they performed as of late, you know, they're going to be one of the top teams again when it's all said and done. Well, I wish I had an answer for you, but I will tell you this. It, it, we had uh, we had made the bus ride over there. It's about a 10-hour bus ride from Hattiesburg. So if, if you're going to make an excuse, I'm, I'm sure we were a little bit tired. But I think that team is a lot better than people think. In fact, it was the first home game they had played. They had played like 12 in a row on the road to start the season and uh, had come close to winning a few of those. And so they'd got kind of battle toughened uh, there as they come home to play the Golden Eagles that day. And 
Uh, we didn't get off to a very good start, and they, man, they were knocking threes down from every place in that arena that day. So, uh, in hindsight, uh, they were pretty good, and I think since then, you know, they've won a number of games in, in the Sunbelt Conference. So, just one of those days, uh, we were a little tired. They were uh, home for the first time, and they started to hit those threes, and the more they hit, uh, the more confidence they got. So, uh, it just shows you, I think, though, this league's pretty good. I mean, they were kind of down there in the cellar and not winning won any ball games but uh, they they were able to get their game ready to go to beat the golden eagles so uh, that just shows you in the uh, sunbelt every every night no matter who it is wherever you are you better be ready because everybody can beat everybody in this league we've been around the block here about a, a season and a half now so we've we got a good feel for what this league is all about you know how you feel about it uh, compared to conference usa you think Southern Miss is you know, really finding its home finally? I think so. I think it's made. It's probably made for Southern Miss. I, I don't remember you know, when the Sun Belt first got started. I, I can't remember if we were still in uh, the old Metro Conference back in those days, or, or you know. But but I always thought back then it's such a great fit because we're you know ninety minutes away from you know, South Alabama and Troy's not that far away and Louisiana's not that far away and Monroe and people that we've been playing, you know, for a long, long time. So uh, I, I thought it would be good for us. It's been good because, well, it's been good so far because we've been successful. But, you know, our fans are familiar with the, the opponents for the most part and even the ones, you know, like a Marshall who they're familiar with because of our days together in uh, Conference USA. So I think it's really good. I like the way that the Sun Belt runs things. I think uh, from the top on down, they do things the, the professional way. They do it the right way. Uh, they make a lot of great decisions to make uh, the games and, and all the sports, all the games and all the sports, uh, they make them, make them look like they mean something and, and they really promote them. So I think it's, it's I, I can't speak for everybody else in the league, but I think for Southern Miss, it's probably the best move we've made in a long, long time. Maybe, maybe the best move we've ever made because there are some uh, rivalries that are, are kind of built in. We're creating some new rivalries. Our fans like it. They're turning out right now in really good numbers, and so it's it's been good. And I think uh, it's going to continue to get better and better in the big picture of college basketball. Yeah, it's a good point because I saw something on social media recently, and it was just funny that the top four schools in attendance are the newer members, James Madison, of course, the three schools that came over from Conference USA, and Southern Miss is right up there with James Madison. You know, What is it about Southern Miss basketball? Why do you think there's been such a resurgence? Is it finally winning again and the fans are coming out? Or you know, what is it about Southern Miss that's finally feeling like this is the golden age of Southern Miss basketball again? Well, there's a lot of reasons, but I, I, if it starts with Jay Ladner, you know, Jay Ladner was a guy that played basketball for Southern Miss, now the head coach. It was a guy that didn't play very much. He played back on some Golden Eagle teams that won the NIT and, you know, made the NCAA tournament under Coach M.K. Turk. But uh, Jay loved Southern Miss. He grew up in Hattiesburg, so he's been a Golden Eagle fan uh, his entire life. His dad worked at the university, so did his mom. So I think it starts with him, but then He's also uh, he's he's a very uh, he's a guy who doesn't have a lot of uh, not sure what the word is but he he doesn't care who gets the credit he brought in a guy named Juan Cardona Juan had been a high school coach uh, in Miami and had uh, coached a lot of basketball in the Caribbean and and Juan was has been able to bring in 
uh, some players from those parts of the country, Miami and the Caribbean, who have been great, great additions to the Golden Eagle basketball team. Uh, some of the, and of course, like everybody else, he was able to find a few guys in the in the transfer portal, and so it's just been good. It, it just is all meshed together. He plays a fun style of basketball, like Coach M.K. Turk played back in those days where the Eagles were in the national rankings and playing well. So players enjoy playing uh, for the coaches. Uh, the fans are turning out, as I said, in really good numbers. So they like the style of play the Eagles play. It's a, it's a pressing, get-after-you, kind of up-in-your-face kind of defense and a kind of run-and-gun offense to a certain extent. So just a lot of fun, and uh, the fans uh, are really – turning out in great numbers and uh you know we're on the road this week and on the road again next week before we finally get back home to green coliseum but i, I give all the credit to jay ladner he's made all the right decisions and uh, the fans are responding to that how's the transfer portal overall you, you mentioned you brought in a few new components how do you feel the transfer portal has been treating southern miss well, i think it's been really good in uh in basketball and, and the other sports as, as well but in, in basketball you know we've been able to bring in uh, one of the star players is a guy named austin crowley who had uh, spent some time up at old miss playing in the sec and wasn't playing quite as much as he wanted to but he has been a uh, star and a starter for us uh since he got here last year as i said uh, with the help of uh, juan cardona's connections that uh, we've been able to bring in uh, several guys from, as I said, down in Miami and out in the Caribbean, and those guys have all been really, really good players uh, for us. And uh, and the fans like the style. M.K. Turk, when he was the coach at Southern Miss and had those great, great teams, uh, they were a run-and-gun type of team that got after you uh, 94 feet on defense, and that's kind of the way uh, Jay Ladner plays. He kind of goes back to what he learned from Coach Turk back in those days. So they play fast. They get after you all over the court, and uh, that doesn't always work, but it's worked pretty good for us the last couple of years. So it's been a been a lot of fun, and I don't know if that's a secret or not, but uh, that's what's worked really well for Southern Miss. The guy that I'm interested in seeing tomorrow is Victor Iwako. What can you tell me about him? Well, he you know he grew up in Nigeria, and then his family moved to the United States. He spent some time at Oklahoma, and then went to UNLV. In fact, last year the Eagles played out at uh, UNLV out in, in Vegas and on that team, but they didn't let Vic shoot the ball much. He was mostly a defensive guy and a guy that played in and around the basket. And be honest with you, I barely remember him in that game. It was a close game. Vegas won it, but I don't hardly remember Victor. But since he's been here and working with our coaches, he's developed a – you know, he may have already had it, but when he's got, I didn't see it at Vegas, but when he's come to Southern Miss, he can hit that 15 to 18 foot jump shot. He's really a good defender. Gets, he's got long arms and quick and gets after you when the other team's got the, the basketball. In fact, and the other night we're playing a Troy and he had the ball in his hands at the end of the ball game and sort of layup that ended up to be the game winner. So really good player can jump out of the gym. He's fast. He's quick. He, he's got all the tools. And I think uh, what Southern Miss has been able to do is kind of utilize all those tools that uh, Victor has. And on top of that, one of the nicest guys that uh, you'll ever meet, fun to hang out with and fun to be around. So uh, he's he's been a big part of the success of the Golden Eagles this year. Yeah, he stood out to me looking at a couple of your games. He, he really did stand out to me. The one thing that stands out to me about this team the most, though, is it feels like every game goes down to the wire. I know the scoreboard might not indicate that, but it just feels like every game – 
it's either coming down to the last basket or within a minute to go, Southern Miss is either still in it or about ready to put someone away, but it's always tight, it looks like. Yeah, that, that, that's probably true. I mean, we've had some runaways, but there have been a lot of them that have come down to maybe the, the last few minutes where it's a 2-3 bucket uh, ball game. But I think, again, that's where uh, some of the, the toughness of Jay Ladner and the toughness that he teaches and the rest of the coaches teach, those guys, they get after it. I mean, they never think it's over until the final horn sounds, and uh, whether it's a Waco or, you know, whether it's uh, some guys that uh, like Austin Crowley, and Donovan Ivory is another guy that's really been shooting the ball with a great deal of success this year. And, and again, it, a lot of it happens on the defense. They never think if they play the kind of defense they're supposed to, I don't think they ever believe they're out of the ball game. It doesn't always work out that way, but uh, they don't believe that they're out of it and they're able to make some plays on defense to get back in the ball game. So they, from a fan standpoint, uh, I think our fans enjoy the style. I know I do. I like the way they play and, uh, you know, I don't think they ever believe they're out of the ball game. So they've been able to probably come back and win a few that maybe they shouldn't have been able to this year. John Cox is with us, longtime voice of Southern Miss. They're heard taking on the Golden Eagles coming up tomorrow, 4 o'clock tip, the Cam Henderson Center. So you mentioned the Henderson Center has been a tough place for Southern Miss, and it's been tough for Jay Ladner. He's 0-3 all-time against the Thundering Herd. So he's still looking for that first win against Marshall Looking at this team, it's completely different than it was last year. You know, gone are the days of Tavion Kinsey or John Elmore and all of those names you see. Who stands out the most to you or coach when you look at this team now? Uh, you know, you scared me when you started mentioning those names, man. I saw those guys score a lot of points. You know, back in those days, we would have a lot of those 100-point ball games or 90-point. There were a lot of points scored. I think I think when I I watch the herd, and I haven't watched them a, a whole a whole bunch, but I, I just I just like the way that they they play the style of play that uh, Dan likes them to play. You know they'll get after you, but man, they you know you can't you can't ease up on them on defense because they'll they love to launch those three pointers and they've got just enough height to give you a lot of trouble uh, inside. And uh, you know I would think if you're the Eagles, you don't want to let them get out in front because you get them get out in front and that crowd here in the Cam Henderson Center gets going, then you're in for a, a long night against the Thundering Herd. And unfortunately, I've seen I've seen my share of those uh, with the Golden Eagles uh, over the years. So I think it's a it's a really good Marshall team. I think they're getting better and better as the season goes along. I know they got a few new faces here and there, but sometimes it takes a while for those new guys to everybody to kind of get on the the same page. But it looks to me like they're starting to do that. So I, I think if boy, if you love basketball. Cam Henderson Center is the place to be tomorrow afternoon because these I know these two teams. Uh, whenever uh, Dan, Dan Tony, and uh, Jay Ladner have squared up here, they've been they've been uh, really tough ball games. So it'll be a good one tomorrow, no question about it. John Cox is with us, and John, I don't want to scare you, but John Elmore's not there, but Ott Elmore will be courtside. I just want to let you know. <laughs> okay, well, long as there's not an Elmore shooting the basketball, man. That 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 boy, that guy used to he used to make a living playing against the Golden Eagles when he was lighting it up. Uh, here in here at uh, in in uh, Huntington or down in Hattiesburg, so uh, I, I'm glad I'm glad some of those aren't here. No, he uh, he'll be wearing a suit and a tie, and he'll be right next to Mark Martin calling the uh, ESPN Plus broadcast. So he's not going to hit a jumper, I don't think. But I just wanted to prepare you now. You're not going to see John, but Odd is right there. So just so now you know. 
if it comes down to me trying to outshoot uh, him or Steve Cotton, I'm afraid I'd finish up third in that battle. So uh, my my days of playing have been long over. So uh, I'm I'm glad to hear those two guys will be on the sideline. My guest is John Cox. He's the longtime voice of Southern Miss. Uh, I, I'm sure I've asked you this before. How many years been doing this now? Where are you at in your career? It's it it feels like it's been forever, but you're a young guy. Yeah, this is my 46th year of doing uh, Southern Miss uh, basketball. I started right basically right out of college, and uh, I'm I'm closing in. I'm closing in in my career right at 20. Is it 2,500? No, I take it back. That's baseball. I'm closing in on 2,500 baseball games. I'm closing in on uh, about uh, 1,500, maybe almost 1,600 basketball games. And uh, my first football game next year will be number 500 of my career. So I've seen a lot of good and I've seen a lot of bad, but it's been fun, man. I'm doing what I'd love to do. And when I was growing up, uh, not far from here, over in Middletown, Ohio, halfway between Cincinnati and Dayton, that's all I ever wanted to do is be able to slap that headset on and broadcast ball games. And so Southern Miss is give me the chance to do that. And uh, I, I get excited, man. I'm in here tonight getting excited, talking with you, uh, getting ready to slap that headset on to do another game tomorrow. So doing what I love to do, and not many people can say that. Has Steve Cotton you, uh, snuck you over yet to the ballpark to see uh, the new baseball digs? We did. We did. We, we went down this morning. We went down to a place I like to eat in Portsmouth, Ohio, to get a little breakfast. And we came back, and uh, we couldn't. We couldn't quite get in all the stadium, but, man, that's a beautiful baseball park. And uh, the Marshall fans, I know, are going to be excited. Uh, you know, for Southern Miss, I've come up here, and we have played in uh, Beckley, and we've played in Charleston, and, and we've played a lot of different places against the herd ball clubs that were really, really good but didn't have a home. But now that they have a home, uh, watch out. They're going to be – they're going to really be good. They're going to recruit some really good baseball players and uh, – that baseball program is going to, which has always been good, is going to be even better nowadays. That's a beautiful ballpark. They they did that the right way. I'm excited that they finally got their own place to play. You finally can say that you will be able to call a Marshall baseball game in an actual Marshall baseball stadium. That is uh, something that has uh, been unheard of for years, and I think it's overdue just because of the fact that Southern Miss is in a baseball league that is – probably better than what Conference USA was, and we know what Conference USA was all about, and I'm sure the fans are excited about Southern Miss baseball. Uh, they, yeah, well, we've, you know, we have made some renovations to our stadium over the last few years. We, we're sold, season tickets uh, have been sold out for several weeks, uh, so every time we play, it's, it's basically a sellout to crowd and uh, you know, all kinds of new amenities. They're looking at, looking at adding some seats in it. You know, last year, I think we among the uh, the non-power five teams, I want to say we were uh, we were even with the with the power fives. We were ranked in the top ten or fifteen in attendance. It's really a great atmosphere. But I tell you what happens: we play well there, but the other teams come in there, some that don't uh, have the atmosphere we have, and play better because they're in that atmosphere at Pete Taylor Park. And we've hosted two consecutive uh, uh, super regionals there at Pete Taylor Park, and uh, so it'll. It'll baseball be a lot of fun, and it's great. It's really good in the Sun Belt too. Much, I think, more emphasis put on baseball by the Sun Belt teams than uh, there ever was in Conference USA. So it, it's going to be a it'll be a great year. And uh, now that Marshall's finally got a, a true home to to play games here and get the crowd here and 
in and around Huntington Ballpark. It, it's going to be a lot of fun to to watch the herd play this year. John Cox is with us. He will be courtside tomorrow to call this one for Southern Miss fans. Marshall getting set to take on the Golden Eagles. John, always good to catch up with you. I love this rivalry. I love this matchup. Uh, I love Marshall and Southern Miss and everything. And you you might have heard me say this before, and I'll say it again. When Southern Miss is among the best in the conference, the conference is always better. That was true in Conference USA. I think that's true in whatever sport Southern Miss is excelling in in conference now. Uh, Southern Miss is just one of those programs I love seeing be successful. Maybe not as successful as Marshall on game day, but nonetheless, <laughs> I love seeing Southern Miss be one of those teams that are near the top. Well, I, I, I love to uh, root for the herd when they're not playing the Golden Eagles. I love Coach D'Antoni. I, I like to come early and sit courtside and visit with him and tell stories and, and talk, but I, I love I love Marshall. It's a, great, it's a great place. A lot of similarities to me between Southern Miss and Marshall University. Great fans and great coaches, and so it'll be a lot of fun to, to be in here, and I'm glad we're here. Hopefully we can sneak one out somehow with a victory tomorrow night. Should be a fun one. Before I let you go, did Dan have any new stories, or was he still recycling the old ones? Well, I haven't talked to him yet. Usually I get over here like tomorrow. I'll get over about uh, the games at 4, so I'll come in probably one thirty, one o'clock, and you know, I think he's usually here early, and he'll be sitting out there on the bench, and I love to go over there and just talk to him and uh, hear he, he gives you great words of wisdom and tells you some great stories. So I'm anxious to get to see him tomorrow. John, looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. And it uh, should be a fun one for all the fans. Southern Miss and Marshall, always one of my favorites. Good talking to you again, John. It, it, it's going to be fun. Hey, I enjoy, always enjoy visiting with you. I always enjoy uh, being around the, the Marshall University fans. So uh, looking forward to a great one, a memorable game tomorrow between the Golden Eagles and the Herd. Thanks, John. We appreciate it. We'll do it again soon, I hope. Appreciate it. John Cox, Southern Miss, Marshall, coming up tomorrow, 4 o'clock, tip at the Cam Henderson Center. We go on the air at 3 o'clock. You can listen to it right here on 93.7, the dog and ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Back with you tomorrow at 3 o'clock for Marshall and Southern Miss. Looking forward to it. Bill Cornwell will be back with me and talk about the game a little bit further get you set for tip off and the next week we'll be right back here getting you set for the next week of the homestand hopefully the herd will have won its second straight at home and the women are going to be back in home as well this week so looking forward to it including a double header coming up on saturday next week it should be fun but the thundering herd after today they will face off against old dominion try to bounce back from that 91 66 loss I think that's going to be a better outcome. And then Coastal Carolina, that should be an interesting one before the herd goes on the road. Marshall will be on the road, not including the conference tournament. Marshall will be on the road after the Coastal Carolina game. Five of the last seven will be on the road for the Thundering Herd. So get your tickets now if you haven't. And, of course, next week we're going to give you an opportunity to win tickets to go see the herd take on Old Dominion and Coastal Carolina, so we'll have that chance for you. And then, hopefully, we'll be talking about a couple more herd victories at this point. So I'm looking forward to it. As I mentioned earlier with John Cox, I love this rivalry. It's one of my favorites. Southern Miss has sort of that 
class about them. I feel like when that program is really rolling, it has a lot of swagger. It brings a, a lot of – it helps elevate the conference. I've always felt that a good Southern Miss program, a good Southern Miss team – elevates the conference that includes basketball that includes baseball that includes football it's a good program and i'm glad that marshall is still in the conference with them and of course old dominion as well to be quite honest yeah i'm happy that these are the schools that came along with marshall into the sun belt i know some of you would like to be in a league with western kentucky and middle tennessee i'm okay with western don't know if i want to see them every year i I don't know. Do you miss that Western Kentucky rivalry? Now that we've pulled away from it a little bit, how do you feel about that now? Do you just go, yeah, I wish Western Kentucky was back on the schedule. I haven't thought that in a couple of years now. And I know they were a close rival. They were far away in Kentucky, but they were close. And middle, basketball used to be the thing. I think basketball maybe when middle was good – I like that, but I'm happy with where Marshall's at now in the Sun Belt. And that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I do appreciate it. I'll be back with you tomorrow. We'll talk more Marshall basketball with you. We've also got women's basketball to talk about tomorrow. Hopefully the women can continue winning. Looking for 9-0. That'll be the first time ever. If they can get the win tomorrow, 9-0 in league play. That would be something... Hopefully they can push that out as far as they can, set a a record that's going to be tough to beat. It's impressive what a first-year Division I coach has been able to do with the Marshall Thundering Herd. Thanks for tuning in. I want to thank John Cox, voice of the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, for joining me on today's show. Back tomorrow, 3 o'clock here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Have a great night, everyone. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Retransmitting in Glorious FM on 94.1 W227BS Huntington. This is 930 WRVC Huntington, celebrating 100 years of broadcasting.